Graham Codrington, the futurist and partner at Tomorrow Today. How was Dubai last week, Graham? It was your first international trip in those two years I was just referring to. Uh, yes, Bruce. Uh, it, it was uh, interesting to get back into international travel. I used to be on the road about 120 days a year before this time two years ago. And uh, yeah, this was my first time back on a plane, back in a in a foreign country, and I managed to get food poisoning uh, while <laughs> I was there. But that's standard fare. The, the, the stomach's clearly out of practice. No, exactly. I mean, if COVID doesn't get you, some other lurgy will. Um, and how did you feel? I mean, because you, know, you were quite uh, emotional in the early days of COVID-19 and you were quite concerned, I think. You, you are asthmatic and you were worried about COVID-19 and you've weathered the storm. You've, you've certainly, um, like most people, have, have come through it okay. Well, it was actually tomorrow, uh, two years ago, that I put out a video in which I said to people, this isn't going to be six weeks, uh, it's going to be two years. Uh, we had done, uh, as, a, as a team, this is what we do, we do scenarios, and we had written a scenario four years ago in which we looked at what would happen with a global pandemic. So we had an idea of what was possible, we had been thinking about it for a while, and we just thought, especially with that uh, sort of 10 to 14 day latency period that uh, we saw in COVID early on, we thought this could had the potential at least to be the big one. And and, and, and we were right. And I, I think um, I, I've got a little bit of good news for you in your, your, your book launch. Well, well done for another book during <laughs> lockdown. I haven't been able to do that. But I, I, I do think there's the potential uh, of a wave. Of course, China's got 51 million people in lockdown as we speak speak and the UK and Austria and others are spiking, but vaccines work. And yeah. if you have a vaccine in you, um, it seems as if uh, you're fine. And that certainly was the view across Dubai when I was there last week. They have something called a green passport there that you, you as long as you vaccinated, they get PCR tests every second week and that updates your green passport and that lets you into shopping centers, offices, public transport. Uh, and and I think South Africa is kind of heading in that direction with saying, you know, when you're outside, uh, you know, you don't need a mask when you're indoors, just keep a little bit of distance. Let's try and get on with life. And that's how it felt in Dubai. It was fantastic. Business Unusual brought to you by Workforce Staffing. Is your business simply surviving or are you thriving with Workforce Staffing's leading agile staffing solution? So, Graham Coddington, what do we learn from the Dubai Expo 2020, which the last time I came through Dubai, it was being advertised extensively in January 2020 as being happening that year. It all had to be postponed, of course, to this year. Yeah, so I think I first saw an advert for Dubai 2020 on Emirates Airlines, probably, I was trying to work it out, it's at least eight years ago. Uh, <laughs> they had this idea that they would bring the whole world together, try and get every country in the world to take out, they call them pavilions, it's basically a, a warehouse that you then got to kit out. Uh, and it was not, not a tourism expo to show off your country, but a future-focused Something I think they were trying to channel the early 1960s World Fair that took place in the United States. And uh, yeah, I, I've been seeing adverts for nearly a decade, as I say, and uh, it, it was due to be launched in 2020. They postponed it by a year. 
Basically, it was a six-month period with this fixed exhibition, a massive 192 uh, of these pavilions that uh, had been created. I walked 29 kilometers in two days. Well, that's sure. what my garment says anyway, uh, to get around the place. So this is magnificent. I mean, the first lesson I would take from that, if you saw the first adverts six year, um, eight years ago, is nothing happens overnight. Um, you know, we, we, we're notoriously poor at planning. Uh, and we're, even when we do plan, uh, unfortunately, we don't execute on those plans particularly well. What Dubai has succeeded in doing is not only creating the plan, but also, of course, on executing it. Well, you know, one of the pavilions had, had been given as a gift to the to the I think the Crown Prince specifically, but obviously to to the Sheikh, uh, the King uh, in in Dubai, and it, they had taken a chapter out of his book. His his autobiography is called My Story, and one of the chapters is about his childhood inspirations of being taken into the desert and uh, being left with an old man to teach him the ways of the desert. That desert that he was taken into is today downtown Dubai. And it was then as a teenager that he, realizing that Dubai was the worst off of all the Emirates, that they had got the worst off of all the oil and that they were going to run out of oil before any of the others. They had to have a different path, make a different plan. And he pictured in his head what Dubai might be uh, when basically it was this tiny little thing next to next to the river. And it, it, it's amazing to see the vision he had almost 50 years ago now uh, and, and what they've been able to achieve. And it's just, it's that mindset, that mindset of we can do anything. And when you've got oil revenue and, and a lot of low cost workers, uh, you can do quite a lot. Um, and to, to see it emerge and basically this expo site was built again in, in, in Virgin Desert and will be converted into a new business district over the next few years once the exhibition is over in a few weeks' time. Uh, and and it's, it's marvellous, isn't it? I mean, that level of planning, that level of st strategic insight um, is the thing that grows an economy. It is the thing that lays the foundations for, for the future. It is. And Bruce, that was the most interesting thing for me at Expo. I mean, there were just amazing things all over. One of my favorite uh, places was going into uh, the Finland uh, pavilion. So each country, as I said, had one of these pavilions and then they could showcase something. And the idea uh, was you picked a theme. The themes uh, you could pick from were opportunity, mobility and sustainability. So those were the, the, the overarching themes. And what Finland had done was built this massive wooden room that was fairly weirdly shaped. So you walk through this and you think, what on earth am I seeing here? And when you get into the building, they show you that that wooden room is actually capturing carbon uh, dioxide out of the air. They then turn that carbon dioxide into methane. The methane then runs a machine, which again, sucks the desert air in extracts water, and I think they could get something like 100 liters of water a day, and then powers a coffee machine. And so you can <laughs> literally have a cup of coffee that came from 
thin air because the power to power the machine and the water that made the coffee uh, literally came out of the desert air. So just, uh, you know, these amazing little things going on all over the place just blow your mind. And I thought that that's what Expo 2020 was going to be, this kind of almost science fiction view of the future and gadgets of the future. Maybe there'd even be flying cars and everything else. And I was sort of, for the first few hours, a little bit disappointed because it was, you know, that that Finland stand is, yeah, that's pretty cool, a coffee from fresh air. But it's this massive building to give you this little cup of coffee and then you finished. That's it. You finished with the Finland exhibit. And I realized they weren't, in fact, trying to show us a science fiction view of some far distant future fueling our imaginations. They were trying to show us what's possible now. Yes. And exhibition after exhibition, Singapore, for example, was literally just a, a building in the desert that was entirely self-sustaining, but beautifully green in this searing heat and sun. This greenery everywhere, water flowing, and all of it entirely self-contained within itself. And all they were doing, I think, is trying to show us opportunity mobility, and especially sustainability. That was the biggest theme that came through to say, guys, we can do this now. We don't have to wait 10, 20, 30 years. This is not the next generation's vision. We can do this now. A little bit of strategic planning, uh, a lot of uh, will and effort, and we can make it happen. And oh, I came away inspired, uh, Bruce, that we can solve uh, mobility and sustainability issues especially. And of course, that's hugely important here in South Africa, as we see the, the ravages of extreme weather and climate change hit hit our economy and our country. Um, when you go to an event like that, does it make you sort of excited about the future? Or does it make you apprehensive about the future, considering just how far behind South Africa is in almost every sphere of technological advancement that you've been referring to a moment ago? Well, now we probably don't have enough time for me to sort you out on this one, Bruce, because I don't think that we're <laughs> as far behind as, as a lot of people think that we are. Uh, you know, I, I think, for example, that uh, there are some very quick win solutions that we could get with power generation, at least. I know there's a bit of creaking uh, infrastructure in, in the system, but in terms of putting up wind farms, putting up solar farms, we're doing jolly well in South Africa. Uh, and all we need now is the government's will to allow us to connect some of the private generation of power into the national grid. And, and we, we're talking within the next 12 to 18 months about a very, very different system. And, and that's what I came away with, uh, Bruce, is this thought that there, there are different ways of looking at the world. And the, the one way looks at everything that's broken and everything that's not working. And the other one looks at possibilities and opportunities. And you know me, uh, that's the one I like to look at most. Not that the other doesn't exist, not that, you know, everything's perfect. But I think it doesn't actually take that much uh, beyond some a bit of vision, uh, a bit of focus, and a bit of applied energy. Uh, I, I think I meant that deliberately. A bit of application. We can make this world a really great place to live in even here in South Africa. 
Absolutely. Graham Codrington, thank you. The futurist and partner tomorrow today is has come back from Dubai bouncing. Um, he was in Dubai and uh, the greatest show on earth is what they're calling it. And he says it was absolutely spectacular. Opportunity, mobility, sustainability, the key themes that played out for him at the Dubai Expo 2020 and what it means for us. It's 8,000 kilometers from that expo.